Oh, fabulous. Wow, excellent. Well, in that case, should we? Do you, do you want to tell people while we're here, or should I tell people while we're here? You do your thing. Well, we're here to taste a bottle of wine, actually. We're going to do a deep dive on a bottle, and tonight we're going to do Molly Duca's Enchanted Path. Mm. Um, we've got Matt from Molly Duca coming over to visit us a little bit later to have a really in-depth chat. But the first thing I reckon we need to do is crack this bottle and have a drink. What do you think, Nick? I think that would be useful. Do you think it would be useful? Well, let's have a listen. Hang on. Can we pick this up, Tim? Oh, Ooh, that was... That definitely. That's definitely Stelvin. That, re- that resounded. That resounded. That's definitely Stelvin. Um, now, are we doing the perfect hospitality 150 mil pour, or are we just going to fill the glass up? What do you think? Fill the glass up. Let's just fill the glass up. That way we don't have to do it too often. Um, and it's just us. Nobody's watching. Well, look, let's have a look at the colour of this thing. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Mm, isn't it? Look now, do we know what the Enchanted Path is? Is it a Cab Sav? Is it a Shiraz? It's a Shiraz cab- Cabernet, yeah. It is a Shiraz Cabernet, isn't it? It's mm. about, what, 72% Shiraz, and the rest is Cabernet well, I think so. Yeah. You were thinking about maths there. You were struggling oh, with the maths. Oh, yeah. 72% and then... And then the, the rest. rest. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Cheers. Bravo. Cheers. Mm. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Um, look, for those that don't know anything about Molly Duca, they are absolutely spectacular. And uh, this little fella makes oh, no exception. That's good. It's the 2017 vintage we're drinking to yes, out of the McLaren Vale. Absolutely spectacular drop. What do you reckon this would, if you were cooking, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? Which I am quite a lot. Yeah, you do. Um, I do a little bit of cooking from time to As time. As a professional chef, yeah. Oh, sh- you might. I might do it. Occasionally. From time to time. Tell, I've tell been, people to do cooking. From time to time, I've yelled at people and pressed buttons. But exactly, other than that's that, pretty much I, all you I, do. I stopped cooking 20 years ago. Um <laughs> No, that's not that's not true. I stopped cooking yesterday afternoon at four oh, right. o'clock. Four Fair o'clock. Um, I what would you cook with this? What do you what do you what think? What would I cook with it, or what would I eat with it? But both. I don't know what I'd cook with it. Um, for... It'd make an expensive bolognese. Really <laughs> make, make a spectacular <laughs> one too. It'd make a great bolognese. Yeah, it really would. I'm gonna have a little bit. Have a little bit. Well, well, you, you have a little bit more while more. I talk, because otherwise, then there's, there's two people drinking and nobody talking. That's, that's going to happen. I'm afraid. I think it that's might. just going to happen yeah, in this, true, this, this crazy. True. But it, as for world. what you would eat with it, what do you? Where, where do you reckon this would go? I reckon something. Well, something Italian, maybe. Do I think, think this would this go well with some kind of with. with Sausages, sausages, like, 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 like a pork and fennel, like a wild boar yeah. sausage. With I think lentils. a wild boar sausage would be great. Yeah, actually, oh. that would work really. Like with some kind of ragu, Last, but bean ragu or something. Like oh, that. I reckon, I reckon braised lentils. Oh, hello. Yeah, no, we're, we're, actually, I'm. I, Go on. Training on inside information. It Are just you? so happens that on the winter menu at um, at work, hashtag Treasury eighteen sixty. Oh, really? You're doing um, that? Okay. Yes, of course I'm doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, at work over the winter menu, we actually built a um, pork and fennel sausage, or wild boar and fennel sausage with the guys from Something Wild. Daniel, right, okay. Daniel Motlop on the crew mm-hmm. got his butchers together, and we got the we went through about three or four prototypes actually. So this is basically but, uh, a leading question. So what would you make with it? I would make this as exactly. I did at my restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I see, what, I see what this is. See, about. see what you've done. This was supposed done. to be a wine podcast, but actually, I, know <laughs> it, I see what it is now. Do you think it's a it's a it's a very thinly veiled self promotion? Incredibly thinly veiled. There's, no there's veil. hardly there's no veil. There's no veil. At all. There's no veil. <laughs> this is the second marriage. There's no veil. <laughs> no veil. 
We have veilless. <laughs> we have veilless. But um, no, it's in all seriousness. I think you're right. The uh, the pork sausage would go really well. I was actually thinking more along the lines of it um, because there's not a huge amount of spice, even though it is Shiraz driven. Mm. Um, it would actually lend itself to something Indian, like your your, your lamb madras or your your, your beef korma or even a goat curry or see, a goat tagine. Really, that would be like lovely. That. I mean, I, mm. I see you're a professional chef. I'm an enthusiastic foodie. I'm an amateur foodie. I'm just a person who eats. Yes, basically yes, you that's are. As you can probably tell. Yes. Um, so you're saying... Oh, sorry, food. I was pretty emphatic when you yeah. agreed. Yes. Sorry about that. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes. But So with Indian food, generally, I would drink a beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Indian food goes great with beer. So drinking wine it, with Indian is, food is, is that something the, um, I would normally do. Is that do. the English cultural lager and curry vibe? Or? I think so. Yeah? Um, I'm not that I'm really necessarily part of that kind of... No, um, no, no. No. You know, go down the pub and go for a curry and you know, yeah. insult the waiters. No. But um, no, I would generally drink a beer with. Really? Yeah. Okay. So not, not here, not in Australia, not a thing? Well, no, I... Look, I, I have enjoyed beer with... Um, beer with curry, but I've also enjoyed many wines with curry. But what you do need... What I do find with that is that the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones that complement the curry. So where... Well, absolutely. Shirazas, especially Barossa Valley Shirazas, are quite high in that peppery sort of flavour. Yeah. They they really drive the spice. Mm-hmm. This one is far more fruit driven, mm-hmm. and I think that's got really something is. to do with that whole Molly Duca fruit weight thing that the we need to talk thing, to. Which we need to talk to them about. We really do because I demand an explanation. I want to know how they measure that. I, I, I see, really we're, do. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. But no, no, it's okay. I mean, Matt will be here soon, so it's um it's fine. I mean, he's not running late. We're just running. But we're just early. running our mouths. We are. We oh, are. Did you see what I did? Yeah. No. Wow. You're very. It was poor. It was poor. But um, as far as the goat tagine goes, I, mean, we, I, I, I don't know. With, like, I cooked a goat. Do you remember I cooked a goat curry? You cooked a time? goat curry for my housewarming party. I think no, 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 no. You no, did, no, you did the masaman duck for my housewarming. I house did duck masaman, which you yes. said was the best curry. I'm, I'm just remembering you saying it was the best curry there. It really was, including it, yours, including mine. Yeah, yeah. you. you, you I'm took, just going to bring that. If you're going to start promoting where you work, I'm just going to start promoting the curries you've made. Tim's Underground Restaurant. Tip for it's only fair, really. It's yeah, only fair. Come, come around for beer and curry and beer occasional and curry. wine. Mm, exactly. Mm. Well, we wine all the time. We so. do. Well, you are English. Thank you. Yeah. That's because it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you are English. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. I Cheers. certainly am. Bravo. Never mind. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm going to have a drink now. That's all right. Mm, go for it. Mm. Do, is the slurping oh. necessary? Do we have to slurp? Or? Well, uh, no. I just enjoy it. Okay. I enjoy a good slurp. I'm going to slurp. Yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you really I overslept. I think you sounded a bit like a wanker then. But, um, <laughs> I didn't like I didn't wash it around in my mouth or anything. I just, oh, no, I just no, no, drank it. That's got a different sound. The, that's the that's slurping more was unnecessary there. No, don't we're gonna people are just gonna be Turn turning off. off right now right if now. they're listening yes. to what's going on in your mouth. For oh, those right. of you that have just joined us, um what, how how have you just joined us? It's a podcast. I know exactly. What have you, you fast forwarded three minutes or something? What's going don't don't know. Un- <laughs> people who don't understand how podcasts work. <laughs> sorry. My, my this back, isn't radio. My background's in live radio, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Oh, my my background's in live radio. <laughs> I didn't know. What, I a, didn't know. what, a, what a crock. <laughs> really what an absolute crock. crock of, yeah, it's oh, what on earth? This is what ter- on earth this is, what's this turned in? This is just a massive commercial. It I really thought this was going to be us talking about wine, but it's well, not. Well, we have it? talked about wine, oh, but we we've got more bit. to talk about wine. We do, yes. Um, but actually, before we talk more about wine, Nick, I want to talk about you. Oh, don't do that. Because this is the first time that the listeners have actually heard either of us, mm. um, and for that we are so sorry. Um, but uh, also... <laughs> Many bit, apologies. Like, let's... Um, 
Let's introduce ourselves. Go on then. So how about you tell everybody a little bit about who you are okay. and what you do? Well, I'm Nick, mm-hmm. strangely enough, uh, who nicked our wine. Who nicked, well, who, who nicked who the nicked, wine? Who nicked my wine? Who nicked, wine? Wine? Who nicked, who my nicked wine? some wine? Who nicked anyway, we've decided it's yes. who nicked my wine. Yes. I, I should really know the name of the podcast, <laughs> given that I'm... But I have Maybe. had three sips of wine, so exactly. that's probably that's my excuse. Yes, okay. Um, I'm not from these shores, uh, assuming that you're listening in Australia, which you might not be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from London, yes. and I moved to Adelaide in South Australia two years ago. Yes, you did. I was at your Welcome to Australia party. You were. Dressed as a zombie. Dressed as a zombie with guts from the kit you bought from your I, I, kitchen. I bought, I bought, I bought um, hearts just, from Coles. You just put, oh, I, I thought it was from your kitchen. No, 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 it wasn't. I went. I actually you did went a special Coles. trip to Coles and bought a packet of hearts, packet of hearts so I could wear a heart on my yourself. sleeve. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, a nice know. touch. I know, I know. I thought as a yeah, zombie, the least you could do is put a heart on your sleeve. A bit cheesy. Yeah, but but yeah. then cheese goes with wine. So Doesn't it? Doesn't oh, it? See. Only some, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You've got to be careful with your cheese and your wine because you can end up having like, you know, it's when, when you put two good things together, sometimes they have a little bit of an argument. All right. Yeah, not all the time. But like sometimes. me and you. Correct. <laughs> yeah, like most of the time, they, it's, some people actually think we're married. Really? Well, Who thinks that? Well, no one I know. Is that just because we sleep together? Pretty much, okay. yes. Fair enough. <laughs> That gets, me, coughing. That gets cut out. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, who, who knows where to go from here? Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, back, at the ranch, back, back at when I was talking about myself. Meanwhile, back when you were talking about anyway, yourself. Anyway, yeah, so I, uh, I moved here about two years ago yep. um, from Edinburgh, where I'd lived, Edinburgh in Scotland, where mm-hmm. I'd lived for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Edinburgh's a wonderful foodie town, mm-hmm. beautiful place. And yep. food is, I mean, the food there is is phenomenal. I mean, it's, you've got great it, Scottish produce for a start. And, and it's an international city these days. It so is an international city. Influences from all over the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then you've got the great Scottish cooking as well, which people mm-hmm. think doesn't exist, but it really does. Does it go past bash neeps and tatties? Or? Oh, no. Haggis, neeps and tatties are I know. And it's you can't cool, get haggis here because... Because haggis kind of... is crap over here. You can is buy it, it? Oh, but it's you? rubbish. I've yeah. never seen it. Where oh, can actually, you no, it? I can't really say. So the, the ones that I've experienced have been rubbish. Mostly in uh, when I was in um, in Victoria, there was a couple of places that were making it and they were trying really hard. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Um, and I think, yeah, I think they were putting too much effort into it because right. it's, it seems to me that it's basically just the sheep's guts and no one gives a stuff what goes in there. No, and, people do give a stuff what goes oh, in okay. there. okay, yeah, what goes um, in there? It, it, it's barley? I think barley, some yeah. kind of grain yeah. and just innards. It's innards, innards chopped innards, up inside innards, innards, inside and innards. boiled. Boiled, yeah. yeah right. With and it and sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> spices. There's some spices but going. Is it generic with blood spices. As well? I don't. Is it bound with blood? Think oh no, that's so. black pudding, which is that's black pudding, which Yorkshire, is, uh, yeah, or Northern but, England rather than. But they had Scottish. great black pudding in Scotland. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Um, Do it really well with scallops, actually. Yes, scallops and black pudding with and cauliflower puree or butternut puree. Butternut puree. Ooh. One of the some of the best scallops I ever had was in a restaurant in Edinburgh, and yeah. they had it was scallops, black pudding, butternut squash puree, and and. Little kind of little lardons as well, and the whole oh thing was goodness. amazing. It really was. And I was talking quite loudly, and I said, "This is great. This and is the like, yeah, best Christmas I've ever best, had. Yeah. Best ever." Um, yeah, so that, yeah, so that's I'm, that's why I'm here. Right. And I, I love food, and I love drink, and mm-hmm. I love wine, but I am no expert, mm-hmm. so um, it's perfect for me to be here. And you know, I've learned a lot from you as a, as a chef, and I want to learn a lot from these guys who are. Winemakers and, and and representatives of, of wineries. Yeah, well, my aim in this is to walk out a little bit smarter about mm. wine. Because and a I, bit tipsy. 
Well, yeah, probably. Possibly. Possibly. It depends on how many episodes we're recording tonight. <laughs> but, um, no. The, yeah, yeah, education. Edu- ed- I, I want to learn more about wine, and the best way to do that is drink it and find out what you think of it and find out what other people think of it and then mm-hmm. talk to the winemakers or the people selling the wine for the winemakers and find out what the intention behind it was. Right, right? I'd, love to, I'd love to see what Matt thinks about this wine hmm. uh, and what he thinks what you would cook with it yeah. and, and what you would eat with it. I'd like to see how he, his answer differs from what we've said. Yeah, or if it does, maybe it won't. Mm, um, mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the spice train with this one. Absolutely. Mm, definitely. I'm, I'm driving um, driving the Madras bus all the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with you for that one. Sure, I'll sure. trust you on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, I also like the idea of the pork sausage. That um... I think pork and fennel, actually, as you say, mm-hmm. is probably the way to go. Some kind of cassoulet. Effort would be yeah. lovely. Oh, God, I love a good cassoulet. I love cassoulet. I made one the other day. Oh, really? Yep. You've never made me a cassoulet. Well, well, we should have a cassoulet party. Is there such a thing? Well, there can be. <laughs> cassoulet party. party. Why not? Bring your own cassoulet. We can be like Languedoc and the town next to it that say that they kept... I can never remember the name of the other town, but Languedoc, which is where it um, originated, yep. and the town next to it are kind of like... Springfield and Shelbyville. It's not San, San Roussillon or something like that, is it? I don't they've know. gone to war over, they over They're throwing baguette, baguettes at each other. And more, uh, yeah, well, they've been hurling more than insults, that's for sure. But um, there's apparently like a... a Almost like a treatise of what must be in a cassoulet for it to be okay. called a cassoulet. They take it pretty well, bloody seriously. Th- th- there's a lot of that kind of thing in Europe, and I think well, that's fair enough like yeah, for, for the area of Champagne and so on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not allergic to that at all. And no. with cassoulet, I think it's, one, it's absolutely one of those ones that, if done poorly, mm. can end up like sloppy baked beans. Sludge, yes. Yeah, and be horrible. So mm. to actually tr- treat it with the care and attention it deserves is not necessarily a bad idea. No, absolutely. Mm. I was just thinking about that, like Melton Mowbray. Pork pies. Mm. You don't get pork pies. I haven't seen any pork pies pork over pie. here, really. No, they're not really. Which is a, a shame because they. Oh, I'm not a big fan. You don't like pork pies. Not particularly. No, not. I, and I know the tor- the, the, the the traditional the Scottish ones, pork, the, the crusty ones mm. with the the big fat short they're crust not, around the they're outside. Not Scottish. The, they're from that like from the Midlands in, oh, in, in, okay. in England. Yeah, but they're the ones with the jelly in. The, yeah, the jellies yeah. to kind of keep everything. Mm. Yeah, no. I want, don't want to say the word moist. Well, but I have. you just did. So, <laughs> and now half so of our audience there. feels awkward. And the other half have turned off. Yeah, You're slurping. Gentlemen. That, yes. that was that one person turned off, and then the other person has now turned off. Yeah, and apparently so is our technician. Our studio. Uh, well, that's well, okay. The technician's gone for something. <laughs> He's got bored with us, did he? Well, I think so. Either, well, that, either, either that or it might be that Max, Matt's actually arrived. Oh, my, that, oh my goodness me. Wouldn't that be exciting? That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. The door's going to open, and he's going to wander in. He's going to wander in, and we're going to look like we know what we're doing. Oh, God. Crap. <laughs> We're going to look... Fair on to us. Almost professional. <laughs> Almost professional. We don't know what it is. Shh. Podcast virgins. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are expecting Matt very soon. Um, and I think in the meantime, before he shows up, we're going to throw to a little bit of something. God knows what it is. <laughs> but I'm going to finish the wine and say hello to Kate. You're going to finish the wine? I'm finish the he gla- doesn't get any? I'm going to finish the glass in front of Fair me. <laughs> I'll finish the glass in front of me, not the bottle. No, they do that. But, um, but then uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll await Matthew's arrival. All right, we are here with Matt Walker Brown from Molly Duca Wines, um, straight out of the McLaren Vale, 
And tonight we are featuring, we've already cracked, as you are well aware, mm. the 2017 Enchanted Path. Now, we've uncovered by our in-depth research of reading the label that it is a Shiraz <laughs> Cabernet. Um, 70, That's the kind of research we do on this, it on is, this podcast. It, it, in-depth research. In-depth it's 72% Shiraz and the rest Cabernet. Again, you did that before because you can't do math. No, I can't. That's why I'm a chef. I don't count. I cook. Um, but uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what I would love you to do with us right now is basically tell us the story behind the Enchanted Path 2017. Introduce it to us like it was your own child. Easy. Well, the reason why um, when you asked about a podcast, I instantly thought of the Enchanted Path is because of the blend element. Mm-hmm. You get the Cabernet coming in, you get the Shiraz, um, two very good parcels, but when they come together, the wine itself has, yeah, some interesting complexity to it. Um, I guess the very first place you should start is the vineyard. With all the wines at Molly Duca, the grapes are the most important um, part of the wine, and it's the winemaking and cellar hands team just to craft it and look after it until it's in bottle. Now, the um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, the Shiraz and the Cabernet have come from two different vineyards? Yep. Yep. Um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about both of them. Okay, okay. so the Shiraz um, is the same fruit that goes into the Carnival of Love, okay. um, our straight Shiraz. Yep. Um, that vineyard is looked after by Paxton, some mm-hmm. good biodynamic kids down in McLarenvale, and it's called Gateway Vineyard. Beautiful vineyard, faces the ocean. Nice slope to it. Um, it's actually got limestone underneath and red loam on top. Okay. So it's similar to Tararossa, most yep. famously in um, Kunawara. Yeah. Um, so limestone, great for moderating temperature, holds a bit of water but not too much, mm-hmm. little bit of minerality, mm-hmm. not too generous with nutrition but enough to get the vines going. Yep. Um, the Cabernet version or the Cabernet part, um, comes from the heart of McLarenvale in okay. a vineyard called Rivers Lane. Um, and it's also on top of limestone with red loam on top, except it's a flat vineyard. Um, so what does that make a difference? Um, water. Well, you, you were about to say that, Nick, I'm sure you No, I was, I was about to ask why that makes a difference, and you asked why that makes a difference. So well, you asked my question. Look at us. And he answered it. Look at us. He's already answered it. It's so um, Yeah, it's a bit complex. Like, it is mainly water and runoff mm-hmm. and draining. Yeah. Um, but it's also um, aspect to the sun. Yeah. Um, and all kinds of things. Mm. Now, in the winemaking journey of the Enchanted Path, well, actually, let, look, let's let's wind it back a little bit um, mm-hmm. before we do the deep dive on this bottle per se. Tell us a little bit about Molly Duca itself. First of all, what is a Molly Duca? Okay, Molly Duca is a left-handed person. It's okay. like a Aussie slang, originally Cockney slang. Um, if you're American, it translates to Southpaw. So it's it, like it a is, boxing it is term. boxing terminology, yeah, isn't it? Totally yeah. boxing term. Right. Yeah. So hang on. Did you just say it was originally a Cockney thing? Yeah. Like well, back in the day, day, you're like, from London and you don't I'm know not, it. I'm, you call yourself a Londoner. I don't call myself a Cockney though. No, you don't. Clearly, listen, no. Just listen to me for crying out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But no, okay. I didn't know that was originally. So it was originally a Cockney thing, and then it has become. Yeah, it, it got picked up by the Aussies and used mm-hmm. a fair bit. See, I'd not heard that before. Um, Nick here explained it to me. We were talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Your winery. So, yeah, um, that's, that is fascinating. When the company started, there was um, a lot of left handers, and um, <laughs> Sarah and Sparky had a previous company called Marcus Phillips. And yep. when uh, Molly Duca came into effect, they wanted 
wondering what they were going to call it, and they were all scribbling down ideas in their left hand. And somebody uh, looked up and went, "What about Molly Dukas?" <laughs> and then the boxes for us was the first one because it has a boxer on the front with two left gloves. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Now the enchanted path as a varietal as the Shiraz Cabernet. Why the inch? Like I, I've noticed with the Molly Duca portfolio, that every wine has its own name, its own backstory, its own personality and character. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about what prompted the, the 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 name of the Enchanted Path. Well, Enchanted Path is really about everyone's journey and just enjoying it. Um, when the company started, um, Sarah and Sparky were quite stoked that they could have friends and family working with it and Mm -hmm. their aim of the game when they started the wine was if they never sold a bottle they'd be quite happily drinking it all yeah fair enough so um enchanted path is all that coming together yeah okay um which is shiraz and cabernet coming together um the reason why those get blended together Mm. and truth be told in the u.s it kind of confuses a few people because you've got shiraz which originally or most well known for being in rhone in France, mm-hmm. um, and then you get Cabernet from Bordeaux. They're not usually blended together, but it's right. quite an Australian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some famous Australian wines that are Shiraz Cabernet. The idea is you get the Shiraz with mid-palate, a lot of generosity, and then you get a bit more structure and fragrance from the Cabernet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put them together and you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, as far as the Bordeaux styles go, like the Cabernet mm-hmm. um, being the Bordeaux style in this blend. Now, I've, I've heard the terminology before that the different Bordeaux blends, one builds a donut in your mouth and the mm. other one fills the hole. Um, yep. I can never remember which one is which. Yep. So what's a ca- how is a Cabernet supposed to behave on your palate and what does it do for the Enchanted Path? Okay, the Cabernet, as a grape, has got quite thick skin and it's small grape, so it's got a lot of structure. You get mm-hmm. tannins coming from the seeds, the skin. Um, so when you talk about the donut, that's just the tannins encapsulating the palate, okay. the mouth. Yep. Um, in Bordeaux, they'll blend through Petit Verdot, Merlot, and all these other kind of Is Merlot the, the, the one that punches the hole? Yeah, the donut? Merlot yeah. is quite fruity. So that goes right fruity. down the middle of your tongue, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which kind of fleshes out that bit. Okay. Um, and the funny thing is with the um, Cabernet that comes from the River's Lane, it is quite Bordeaux. It's kind of got solid structure. Yep. To give it kind of a description, it's quite regal. It's got um, linear tannins to it, and the fruit is quite polished. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas the shiraz that comes from the carnival is just broad, intense range of flavours and a complete spectrum. Yeah, American oak, French oak, what's what's the difference? Why, why do we look at the different styles of oak for ageing um, these things? Um... It's how it marries with the fruit. Okay. And um, at Molly Duca, we're really focused on the fruit being at the fore and the oak just supporting it. Um, American oak is typified by like um, coconut and vanillin Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of flavors. Um, Generally, the oak trees themselves grow a bit quicker than they do in France. Okay. And in France, the oak will have tighter grains, which means more structure. Right, okay. Yep. So um, because of the structure of Cabernet, it lends itself to French. Mm-hmm. And Shiraz tends to... to American. Exactly. So, and that's why so you think of Penfold's Grange, mm-hmm. that goes into New American. There you go. So why the... I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the website and it says it was, it's um, barrel using 85% new barrels yep. and 15%... Oh, what's the... 
thinking there? What, what? Okay, Luke. Um, a new barrel. It's just like if you get a plank of wood, pine, cut the end, it'll smell quite strong. Whereas the outside that's seasoned won't be as strong. When okay. you get a new barrel, it um, the flavours are quite um, pronounced. Yep. Over time, the wine will absorb the flavours and it becomes more and more subtle. Even to a point where if a barrel's been used for seven years-ish, it'll become neutral. You'll right, get okay. tannins, but yep. no oak flavours. Right, okay. So it actually loses, it softens so much over time, it actually loses that yeah. altogether. Totally. Wow, okay, great. Um, and with our wines, because uh, we don't harvest the grapes until we see all the flavours mm-hmm. ranging from raspberry through to chocolate through yep. to licorice, yep. um, we use the oak more for the flavours rather than the structure. Okay. Yep. We want the structures to develop in the vineyard yep. and then just to nuance it and craft it using now, the barrels. There is a there is a term that is trademarked from you guys. that to, It piqued both of our interests, mm, which is yeah. fruit weight. Fruit weight. Can you please Excellent. explain what fruit weight actually means? And just as importantly, mm-hmm. how do you measure it? Excellent. Well, it's a quality judgment. Because um, everyone in the winemaking team, in the vineyards, even in the um, sales and marketing team, we taste it so regularly that it becomes quantifiable. Um, It's just how much flavour you get until you notice the structure, which is acid, alcohol and tannin. So um, I think we're going to have to fill your glass up. My glass is empty, yes. I've drunk. Um, (laughs) It always works better if you've got wine in your mouth. Oh, I see. I see what you're doing. In general. Um, Um, I usually do have wine in my mouth. So, yeah, if you just sip it and it's... The point where going backwards from your tongue, if, say, you use your palm, if you only got flavour at the tip of your fingers, mm. that'd be 10%. If it goes all the way to the back of your palm, mm-hmm. which would be the back of your tongue, then it's 100%. Okay. Um, for this wine, we're looking at over 90% of your palate being covered in flavour until you feel acid, alcohol and tannin. Now, you have a minimum mandate with Molly Duca wines that they have to actually perform... To a minimum percentage on fruit weight? Absolutely. Yeah? 60%. 60%. Okay. Abs- yeah. Yep. And that's for the just the, the, the kind of quaffable, drinkable wines that, you know, the ta- table wines, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fun that's, wines. That's the entry level. Mm. Yeah. And um, fruit weight is the kind of thing that only comes from the vineyard. There's no magic winemaking trick to add It just comes from the quality afterwards. of the It grape. is what it is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And... Um, the vineyards where we get these wines from, um, we have a lot of vineyards that do produce Cabernet, mm-hmm. but it's only the best Cabernet that goes into the Enchanted right, Path. Okay. So you actually, so you, you, you then, once you've, once you've harvested, you then vet and the Enchanted Path gets the top 5% or whatever, and then you build your table wines from the other Cabernet grapes from there, or? Kind of. Kind um, of. It starts really early in the process where... Yeah the vineyard inspectors will be tasting the grapes continually. Tasting the grapes as they're growing and they're yeah. like earmarking which rows or which parts of the vineyard will actually go to which varietal. Exactly. Okay, great. And um, just like in a kitchen, yep. you have the best produce. You just mm-hmm. want to keep it until it gets to the plate. Yeah. We'll get what we think are the um, fruit weight ranges. Like mm-hmm. if we think it's going to get into Carnival and Enchanted, um, we'll have that in a certain oak profile. Yep. Because the problem with fruit weight is that if you put too much oak in it, it actually goes backwards. Because yeah, you because you, the, structure the, the, the oak would actually start to steamroll and start to bring structure in too early. Exactly. A bit like turning the bass player up too much. Exactly. <laughs> is there too much for a bass player? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You, you'd have to ask Henry Rollins, but I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Just like 
with anything. Um, with oak, we want it to be there so it becomes a serious wine, it supports the fruit, yep. but we don't want it to go too far that you're getting that puckering sensation and taking away the fruit. Okay. So, Matt, before you got here, um, Nick and I were waxing lyrical about the uh, the bottle that we'd cracked, um, and we were talking about what we thought we'd actually serve with it based on what we were tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to tell you what we decided, but I would be fascinated, as I'm sure our listeners would, as to what it is that you think would be best served with the 2017 Enchanted Path. To be honest, um, roasted lamb with some roasted veggies, um, mm. anything with deep flavour. Okay. Um, some kind of um, oily component doesn't necessarily have to mm-hmm. be from animal. Like you could even roast eggplants as long as you had like um, some other complexity coming through it, some like some a, olive oil and garlic and thyme or something. Why exactly. do you say oily component? Um, because the oil works well with the tannins, it kind of smooths everything out. Um, the complete opposite to that is if you were to eat something really acidic or really spicy, mm. then it would accentuate the structure in the wine. Would that take away from the fruit weight? It could interact with it. Okay. It depends, yeah. Because, um, I mean, my, my palate took me to lamb madras mm-hmm. um, and Indian, but like your, your, your tangy... Indian with the spice because you don't necessarily pick up the Shiraz spice in the wine. Mm. You've got the fruit before you've got that. Um, And so I thought, well, that would be something that would potentially complement it. But with what you've just said, would that necessarily actually, not necessarily complement, but compete with the flavour? It depends on the Madras. Yeah, okay. If there was searing chilli in it and it wasn't that complexity that curries do so well, then you'd be fine. Um, I actually um, was at a wine dinner with Molly Duca Wines at a Nepalese restaurant, and it was amazing oh, right, that okay. how well it went in because the meals were balanced, the wine comes in, mm-hmm. laughing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, again, <coughs> any, anything balanced, you're saying? Okay. Absolutely. I think the fact that you said, like, roast lamb or something like that, as soon as you said that, I'm like, yes. Do that. <laughs> yes. I was, I was, I was <laughs> that. pretty much like, yeah, you know oh, what, he's right. Yeah. I wish I'd said roast lamb. Garlic, lamb, rosemary, bit of thyme, some duck fat so potatoes. Good. Well, the duck fat potatoes will be made where the oilier component can, can come in. You know? Again, bring on duck fat. Like Who doesn't love duck fat? And the funny thing is, like, even desserts and chocolate. Like, I've been eating dark chocolate and then had wine afterwards, and the fruitiness of the wine leaps out. Yeah. I've, I've come across plenty of red wines that don't work with chocolate, mm. primarily because they're not fruit-driven reds. They're, they're structure-driven yeah. rather than flavour-driven. Yeah. Um, and you find that you end up having an argument on your palate as to which one's going to win. Mm. Yeah, um, totally. Whereas you're absolutely right, with a fruit weight at this scale... Yeah the bitterness of chocolate would actually work very well, but you wouldn't want your sweet, milky chocolate. You'd want your dark No, no, bitters. dark chocolate, definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. My chocolate fondant, actually. Would be your chocolate my fondant. My chocolate fondant. Sounds no, like I'll tell you what. The best chocolate fondant I've ever had. Do you know who it was cooked by? Who? Not you. Not me. My wife. I believe you. It was it was so good. It was the best chocolate fondant I've ever had. When did she do that for you? Oh, mm, that was a few years ago. Okay. And this would go really well with it, to be fair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was, yeah, it was top-notch, and this would yeah. be perfect. You don't always think about red wines with dessert, but absolutely. And if there's chocolate involved, that's where you kind it, of start It goes in. well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Maybe a sorbet, not so much. No. Um, no. And we generally avoid that for wine dinners because it's good for cleansing between meals, mm-hmm. but then having the acidic nature of sorbets can actually be confrontational with the wine. Unless you yeah. have a red wine chocolate sorbet, which I've actually had once. Was it good? It was mm-hmm. very good. It was at the Fat Duck. I'm just going to oh, put that in there. Nice. Sorry about that. Brag. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. To brag. Oh, you've, to the you've done dunk. you've done nothing but brag, so I'm gonna. Bra- <laughs> you've been bragging about I've yourself. Done nothing but and I'm just brag. gonna say, no, <laughs> that's not true. No. no, it was wonderful. It was really, really good. Excellent. Um, so, how do you find yourself as the sales manager for for Molly Duca Wines? Um, What's your wine journey? Okay, it's a bit complex. I come from Brisbane originally and worked in bars and restaurants, and then met my lovely wife in London. Then we moved back to Brisbane and then came down to SA. Um, I've got a background in um, genetics and stuff. and Genetics. Degree and, okay. um, so then I kind of worked in some labs, um, Tintara and Wirra Wirra. Um, and then I worked for Molly Durka as a forklift driver and then helped out in the lab. And then they said, do you want to work in um, as a vintage assistant winemaker? And I said, for sure. Then they said, do you want to become the assistant winemaker? I said, for sure. Um, and then kept on ticking along until winemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And then quite recently chatting to Sarah, I said, I'd like to give sales a crack. Um, so, yeah, I look after restaurants and bars and cafes mm-hmm. in SA mm-hmm. and um, help out with a little bit of the marketing. We're talking about Enchanted Paths. I mean, really. That, that's an that is a, that is a, in and that of That itself. is a really winding You are path. living the brand, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, one of Sarah's um, core beliefs is you should have fun. Mm. And um, with the wines, we want the wines to be lots of fun when you're drinking them, yeah. about enjoyment, not necessarily mm-hmm. over-intellectualising or it's about enjoying it. There's no, there's no worry about that on this podcast. <laughs> Good. No, no. <laughs> the intellectual in this room is... Uh, no. No. It no. tastes nice. That's tastes basically nice. as far as... I can't even work out the it's difference the most between 72 thing. and 100. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like, um, yeah, I've been involved with a little bit of show judging and stuff, and you can see just the precise detail that they go to. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's the consumer's enjoyment. And yeah. I, I remember, I think it was Terry Durack that wrote years and years and years ago that the only thing that somebody should ever tell you about wine is whether or not they liked it. Totally. Yeah. And as far as the 2017 Enchanted Path goes, I can tell you that I don't just like it. I love it. It's bloody fantastic. Um, It goes down a treat and I can see myself losing at least three courses on a Saturday night with two bottles of this. I thought you were going to say you could see yourself losing three weeks of your life. To a couple of cases of this. No, yeah, that's fine. No, no, that's no, probably thinking. more accurate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We won't be doing any of that sort of living. I'm, I'm 46, not 26. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Matt, look, thank you so much for your time tonight. We are absolutely privileged to have you here for our inaugural episode of Who Nicked My Wine. Um, I couldn't think of better company to uh, actually kick this entire project off than your good self and the wonderful people from uh, Molly Duca. Thank you so much to Sarah for her support as well. Um, And I look forward to actually bringing you back for other varietals in later episodes as well. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Well, happy drinking. Cheers. Cheers. 
Hoonik My Wine was brought to you by the Second Street Chili Company and N Plus One and Associates, with theme music courtesy of Hannah Fairlam. Special thanks must go to the Doctor of Dials, the Master of Bass, the Fifth Beatle himself. We'd call him Nick if he'd let us, Tim Allen, in the booth for Podcast Central. Our guest tonight was Matt Walker-Brown from Molly Duca Wines, and we thank him not only for his delicious Enchanted Path, but for everything else that he brought to the party. If you want to find us on social media, you can. We're on Instagram as Who Nick My Wine. That's all one word, all lowercase. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Our handle is at Who Nick My Wine. And if you want to get in contact with us, then uh, you can either do that via Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we have an email address, which is Who Nicked My Wine at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to read everything that you post or send to us. Um, and if you have any wine questions for us or for our wine experts, we'll, uh, we'll answer them in an upcoming podcast. So on behalf of everybody here at Podcast Central and Who Nicked My Wine, especially my two lovely young ladies in the booth, Miss Emily and Miss Sophie, we would urge you all to drink responsibly. And um, until next time, happy drinking. <laughs>